Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Not in the mood for your S today, Jonas. Sorry about that. Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Got you your sanitizer wipes. Yeah. Yeah. You got them all on your side. Yeah. Who hooks it up, man? Lotion boy. (laughs) Hand lotion rubber. Soft boy. Soft ass hands boy. (laughs) Get out of here. Good morning, Brady. Morning, guys. Hi, How's everyone doing? Hi, Brady. Hey. Just take it out of here. Berto's punk Just ass. Didn't want to get in the hey, middle. Hey, of let me let me tell you something. Sanitation. And, and I got and I got some beef with Berto too, saying I breathe like his American bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting it all off my chest right now. Yeah. He said that a while ago, though. Yeah. I, I, well, he's just now got here. Yeah, Berto's back. He's been Brady's out back. for that while. Uh, <laughs> I've just now got an opportunity to address his ass. You know what's amazing about the video? I thought it was going to be a quick clip of Berto's dog breathing heavy. He kept on the camera yeah, he kept for it a on. significant amount of time. Yeah, well. Really get his point I enjoyed across. the dog. It was yeah. a good, good-looking dog. It was a good good-looking American bulldog. Yeah. yeah, great dog. Yeah, I thought he should have been a different type of bulldog. What, what but, kind of know, bulldog would you I want? I thought he should have been a Mexican bulldog. Oh, come on! <laughs> Racist. <laughs> hey, you understand Spanish? He and said English. he understands Spanish and English. English. He's a bilingual bulldog. So I was like, I, I, I couldn't be mad at that. My brother got his dog to understand Spanish. Mm. He, he, instead of saying pa, he said pata, mm. and he always puts his paw up. So you got to understand. I swear to God, that's mm. true. I'm not. It's not a joke. Okay. So, uh, they're intelligent. In fact, his dog they're knows intelligent. no more Spanish than I do. Uh, why would you think they would be intelligent, Jonas? Yeah. Why, Jonas? It's a dog. You got Racist. something against dogs? Racist. I mean, they, they lie around and lick their crotch all day. How smart are they? I don't know. Maybe they're geniuses. Jealous. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you would too, Jonas. I wish I was that flexible. <laughs> 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 I never leave the house. 
Why um, do they stop and look at themselves though? Like when they do it, like it's it's the weirdest thing the way they be doing it. Like why did you stop? And <laughs> like, then they look at you like you're the a hole. Like, like why are you peeping me doing yeah. this right now? <laughs> I think you're a weirdo. <laughs> when they're taking it dumb, they're looking at you. How come you're looking at like, me? Why are you man? looking at, are you me? Looking at yeah. me for? They do have a point. Why do we look at them? <laughs> Let them do their thing. I always, I always say people that think that animals are like their kids and they're they're human beings and all that stuff. I, I, I would love to see you being walked by your dog and you alleviating yourself on the sidewalk and the dog some way somehow figuring out how to clean up after you. Right. <laughs> when that becomes a norm, then you can say they're they're people like your person. That's what I would say. It is pretty amazing though when people just leave it lying around. Like they'll just let their dogs on walks and just leave it lying around. <laughs> you ever like, see the ones you, you got so many different types of people that do it that way too. Like you have the ones that are just blatant. They just do it and they just keep walking like it didn't even happen. Right. But then you have the ponderers. You know, they they ponder like, hmm, I don't have a bag. <laughs> like I'm I'm coming to the conclusions for them because I don't know if this is really what they're thinking, but you can clearly tell they're thinking about what it is that's going on. Like, my dog just alleviated itself. Um, but I don't know how I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> okay, I probably can't pick it up. I'm just going to, like, walk off. Then they ponder one more time as they're walking off, like, huh, should I really try to figure out a way to get it? And then they just keep walking. Yeah. Like, I, I very don't know, indecisive man. I, very, it. You know you're walking your dog. Like, be prepared. Like, Outside of loose, loose dog like ah. stuff, ah. Be, just be prepared to handle your dog stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Why is there not vaporize? I know that was a movie, yeah, but it, it really should exist. It really like, should exist. By You're now, right. we should have the ability. You carry around a little spray, you spray <laughs> some stuff on it, and it, it, disappears. And it just disappears. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I don't care where it goes. Wait, is that a thing? Is that really? A it, thing? It, it, was it was a movie vaporize? with Jack Black. He, he yeah. got rich off of it. Jack who? Is that when he, Jack is that when Black. He I mean, Birdo. Jack. What are we doing here? This is. I mean, racist. We're to do a professional. Jack board, Black is hell. That is. Yeah, that That's would be fantastic. Name. Just spray it, and it disappears. It just disappeared. Let it dry up. Vaporize. Yeah. I mean, he was on like the home shopping network. Yeah, it was almost like the Lakers coming back last night, having Great a chance, point. and then it poof. Great mm. point. And speaking of dogs, I've had a couple of big dogs. Way, way to do it. it. Way to do it, yeah. Q. Way to do it. Way to pull us back onto the rails. Because I did Davis have us off in the ditch. And, uh, and uh, Jokic going yeah. at it. Jokic jo- ain't Jonas playing had around. his own transition in his head. He just he stuck with it. He didn't Q, want to go with mine. You, but you, pull, you pulled us in. You yeah. pulled us in. Yeah. Denver ain't effing around, man. Like, the, the Lakers are, are going to have their hands full. Yeah, they, no, they, like it got a little dicey in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, they're going to For as good little, as Jokic was the first three quarters, and he was borderline historic, he was fantastic, Anthony Davis outplayed him down the stretch. I mean, he did, and, and Davis was phenomenal as well, too. And we were mentioning it yesterday, Brady. This is one of the rare times where a LeBron-involved series, he's not part of the matchup that everybody's looking at. Like, everybody's watching Joker and AD go head-to-head, and those guys put on an absolute clinic last night. That was fun to watch. They, they did, and honestly, I would argue this. So I, I understand everyone's watching Jokic and Anthony Davis, but if the expectation is you know, if those two are going at it, then it's, it's really this, the role players are anyway, everyone else, for the Lakers and for the Nuggets, and who's going to step up. And my thing is, you know, if – like, Jokic has been doing this. He's been the best player – throughout the entire playoffs consistently. It's it's not even close. And my thing is, can Anthony Davis step up every single night to that level? 
Because Denver doesn't have a choice. Jokic just does that. He falls out on the floor and he, and he rolls out a triple-double. That, that's just the, the style of game, the, their style of play. And so then it comes down to can Anthony Davis do that and, and you know maintain with that every single game of the series. And if he can, and as long as he gets enough from LeBron, like they should be able to win this series. And that was what was surprising last night is as good as AD was down the stretch, which, I, I mean, look, he was good down the stretch. Jokic outplayed him. You have a dude who you know, scores a triple-double, the way he facilitates the rebound, everything he does. You know, to me, I, I, down the stretch, that's great. Anthony Davis stepped up. He played really well last night. Jokic was still the player of the game. Because, you know, everything has to go through him. It doesn't have to with Anthony Davis because you've got LeBron. But the interesting thing was is, like, in, in, at least last night, and if the series goes that way, if, if you get what you got out of Anthony Davis and it's still not enough to win – you got a problem if you're the Lakers. You got 26, 12, and 9 out of LeBron. Two, two Anthony Davis's 40, 10, and 3. Three steals, 10 rebounds, 40 points, and you still lost. Like you, well, here's, the th- here's what I'll say is you can't ask for more out of AD. It's got to come from LeBron. That's just, that's just the reality more, of it. How much more can you get out of LeBron? He's got to score 30-plus, man. I would say the, the Lakers also's not named LeBron and AD, their bench production has been better throughout the course of the playoffs than Denver's has. Like, Rui Hachimura was great. He actually played really good defense. He's their best against, player, man, against, outside of AD. He's their best player. Uh, who? Hachimura. Uh, well, he played great defense Uchimura. against a Joker uh, late in that game, and even, I think even Van Gundy was saying they found they felt like they found something with Rui Hachimura matching up with him because it kind of leaves okay. Anthony Davis to roam around, and yeah. then you've got Austin Reeves who played well, and he's hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. I just I feel like the Van Gundy saying they figured it out in the fourth quarter. It'll be an interesting game too. Then we'll see if they, he can stop Jokic. Well, I'm but. just saying like that was something that they looked at, and and LA played much better down the second half of the stretch. I mean. It feels like there was something that they could look at and say, all right, we can take that into game two. That being said, that felt like a missed opportunity last night, especially when they got back in that game. They were down three, and they just came up short. And when you go down that deficit to what happened and Anthony Davis putting on that sort of a performance late and you still lose, that's why as much as you can look at it as a moral victory, I still go, yeah, they're down one nothing, and Joker still got his early on, but – you know, you're trying to find uh, some positivity in whatever the Lakers can take out of last night. Yeah, you sound like you're a Lakers fan trying I'm to just, find some positivity. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> like, uh, I'm listen, just saying, bro. It, did did at any point in time did they actually lead the game? Uh, two nothing. Yeah, yeah, to begin right, and yes. then after that, that, yeah, was, was, that was pretty much it. But Dang, they yeah. cut it down to three, and Joker was I, not. I, a factor I know. In the I fourth. watched. I'm just saying, like, if I'm the Lakers again, I feel more concerned than anything else that we got everything we could have hoped for from AD, and it still wasn't enough. <laughs> and I guess to Lavar's point, like, can we ask for more out of LeBron? Yeah, I think that's the that's going to be the hardest proposition here because you might have got everything out of LeBron that you could have got out of him. Yeah. And, and I know Jonas is really pulling for the Lakers. Trust me. I, I, I know, you know, from, from the Saturday show you do, I know everyone, you know, talks about you being 
what carrying you, their bag. What are you talking it's, about? I'm just saying. There's, I'm the Lakers a, cabana boy, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's it, it sounds like it right now because <laughs> they were getting their ass whooped. They and were. They made it, close. It, it, was, it was horseshoes in the fourth uh, quarter. I agree. You're, you're claiming <laughs> yeah, that's a moral I, victory. I agree. I'm not saying moral victory. I'm just saying you walk away from that you game and you go. You just mentioned moral victory. Well, I'm saying if you are somebody who's looking at a moral victory, I don't know that it, that exists here, but down the stretch, Anthony Davis was better than Jokic. The problem was the first three quarters. And, right, and which that's where the whole Jokic, book is. You know, you don't just fast forward to the last chapter. He's, kind of what was the, what's the seed of the Nuggets? They're the one seed, right? Yes. One seed, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, you're talking about a one seed versus a play-in team. Yeah. I mean, in the end, shouldn't we really be – Expecting Denver to win? Yes! Well, that's the thing is that's kind of my expectation with this. But the difference is I think the Lakers have played uh, really well throughout the playoffs. The Lakers and Heat both have. And, and I don't know that, you know, if you're looking at the playoffs, those are the two hot teams. And, and then you look at Denver and you just say, well, they're the one seed. Like, they've played this kind of way all year, which is essentially – how the game went, right? You had the entirety of the game and how Denver played to push, put themselves in, in such a big lead that the fourth quarter ultimately, it made it entertaining, but it really didn't matter. Jokic yeah. is the best player in the league, right? Yes. I mean, he's better than Embiid. And I know Embiid's the MVP, and that's sparked a discussion, uh, you know, people calling out race and all the other things that came along. Is that what they did? Yeah, oh, I mean, that okay. was but, – but of course. Why Do you have to always – you, you know what's crazy? If, if Joker was black – you wouldn't have to do that. If it's because Joker's white, that you got to sit there. Racist. And you got you to gotta preface, oh, it's about, I know it's become about race and this, that, and the other, <laughs> but terrible. when you think about it, the Joker is the best player he, in the, in he, the NBA. He like, just, if you, he was black, you wouldn't have to do that. You watch him play. And Which is just, wild. Like, it, you, know, you know, there's this whole race thing about Embiid, you know, and – <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why you gotta do that? Right? Yeah, you doing uh, that with Embiid or you with Giannis? You just you watch Joker, and it's just so easy, man. It looks like he's not trying. His expression yeah. never changes. He's just, just he kinda... moves so slow. <laughs> and it and it it makes you wonder the the way his style of play. We talk about Steph and him being able to shoot the basketball. He's going to be able to age gracefully because it's going to be difficult for him to lose his shot. I, Joker feels like the same guy. If he moves at this pace now, he could just stay at this pace and continue to be productive until he's late like in his 70. career. Yeah, like, until, until he's seventy, like he could he could be a dominant player in the NBA until he's seventy. It's it's really awesome to watch, man. It's fun, and uh, I I don't know that uh, he just sort of just cruises, and then he hits a shot at the buzzer, and he looks at AD and is like, yeah, whatever. Like this is just how it works. That so. three to me was like the sign of okay. It yeah. doesn't matter what happens the rest of it. This thing just isn't going the direction of the Lakers tonight. It's yeah, just, it wasn't their night. By the way, uh, for those of you interested. You want to hear a series price after one game? What is it? Right, yeah. The Lakers are plus 220. So if you are uh, somebody who looks la- last night's game and thinks, you know what? I'm optimistic. I feel like the Lakers are plus 220 to win the series is an option I'd like to be a part of. You can go to DraftKings and get it right God, now. God, man, you really are carrying their water, huh? Just saying. Like, that's a uh, you know, possibility. If you are interested in the Lakers uh, after what you saw last night late in that game, there Thank you go. Thank God we got Petros coming on today. That's true. Talk some sense into you. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, Is that what he's going to do? Yeah, Petros. Petros, uh, uh, you know, 
Always, uh, always uh, a fun ride with Petros here. We'll I mean, that is. See who, who he pisses off this week. Hmm. That'll be fun. He definitely went out throat last week. <laughs> and by the way, just, just so just so those are uh, they're looking in the game too. Uh, with Nuggets minus five and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah for a, game two. Yeah, that's that's not a big number, but I think they came into this one a seven point favorite. So I. You know, not much has changed, but maybe that fourth quarter really, you know, knocked it down a, a point and a half there, Jonas. I think it was six. Uh, the gate came to the game last night at six. Is yeah, I've got it at a seven so. in the book I'm looking at. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, books vary. You know how that goes. Yeah. You know, sports book here, sports book there. You never know. Point being, one nothing. Uh, the Denver Nuggets have a lead, uh, and that uh, and Jonas that, is very upset about this. No, listen, I'm all, I'm all good. I didn't have any money on the line. You know. I don't it's have a, a dog in the. I don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, it's not a lot of lotion, but it's 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 definitely handy for his hands. Yes, you know it's definitely his convenient hand lotion dispenser. You guys don't work with your hands. You're not familiar with that. There's there's a part oh, of yes, me that, that like feels like Jonas really wants them to win and go to the NBA finals, so it gives Jonas more material. Mm. What do you mean? Because he feels like hey, there's gonna be nothing to talk about in LA well, if, if this team can't. Because you know you don't just work with us. You work with some other. You that's know, true. He does oh, go on the blowtorch. Some local LA. Yeah, stuff. the blowtorch. Yeah, he does do LA that. So you, you need you need this content. I'm to glad continue. you. I'm glad you brought that up. I'll be on the blowtorch AM five seventy this Friday. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So, with Petros, I knew that was yeah. coming. Up. Are you going to be in studio with him? We'll see. Oh, okay. Trying to figure we'll that see. out. Well, you know, some technical stuff going on, so we'll see. Oh. See how that works. Jonas is a big deal, are. man. I'm telling you, they're grooming him to go do his own show. <laughs> like, you know. yeah, right. Trust me, that's what he wants. Yeah, we'll be all right. Absolutely. We'll just hang out around here. You know, do what we need to do. Can I hang out too? You know, Jonas and Lee will be on their way. It'll just be me and Edmund. And, well, Todd will be there too. You know. If, yeah. yeah, Todd will be a part of the Neely show too. and Todd. Yeah. You, Berto, and Berto's dog. No. Why not? Not so much. Okay. I don't know. You'd have to ask Berto. Okay. Well, hey, uh, this is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Very contentious first. first it, it is. <laughs> you know, well, I mean. People shooting shots. In fairness to LeVar, he did nothing and Berto came out firing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. That man called me a dog. She'll whoop your ass on break. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more, more dogs. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. LeVar, you mentioned this in your uh, Good, Bad, and Ugly. You talked about John Moran, right? Yeah. And so uh, for for those of you out there, don't worry. By the way, uh, anybody listening on the Blowtorch AM570 LA Sports, for a full recap and in-depth dive of that game, we're turning over to none other than Petros Papadakis coming up in about 20 minutes from now. So I'm sure he'll be nothing but positive about that whole situation. But when it comes to the John Moran situation, which was LeVar's ugly and our Good, Bad, and Ugly a short time ago. I mean, would you guys agree? Yeah, it's not a great look, not a great look for anybody involved. And so now the conversation turns to what happens now. Yeah, that's a great – and that's – don't you guys feel like that is a significantly great question? How harsh should the penalty be? Because, again, whether people want to acknowledge this or not, you could be as offended by this as you like. You could kiss my ass. It is a privilege – to be able to make the type of money that guys make playing professional sports not it is it is not anything else it's not a right it's not your right it's a privilege and with that with that being said you earn the opportunity to be able to be privileged enough to be compensated for playing a professional sport so when you when you make a mistake, you make a mistake, you get reprimanded for it, you get a penalty for it, you're punished for it, you learn from it, you show attrition and oh, is it attrition? Contrition. You show contrition and, and, and you know you show some remorse and, and and you show understanding that what you did was incorrect and you're gonna be better for it moving forward. When you don't do that, to me, you're disqualifying your right. You're disqualifying that privilege to to be able to participate. 
Like and and I don't I don't find that to be egregious. I don't find that to be too aggressive. To do this two times in the amount of time that he's done it, I wouldn't be. Sh- I I would I would seriously think that the NBA should consider suspending him for a season, not for a couple games, for a season. And you know what? If you if you make the same mistake again, then I mean I think we got to ban you from the league until further conversations need to take place. But I don't think that with all of the things that are going on as it applies to firearms in America, and you don't need to be a freaking brain surgeon to see all of the mass shootings that are taking place and all of the gun violence and all of the gun conversations that are taking place in America, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that this is part of what's going on in our society right now. This is a problem. And you have a stalwart, you you have a megastar who's brandishing a firearm and doing it recklessly and loosely out here in these streets. If you want that to be the example and 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 the standard that you're setting as the, Na- the National Basketball Association, that you're you're okay with one of your star employees doing this, then you know I, I think you have to accept the consequences and the repercussions that go along with you allowing for this to actually be minimized and be okay. I don't think you can minimize it and I don't think you can allow for it to just be okay. That's my that's my take on it. Well, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, was asked about this last night on ESPN about his thoughts initially when he saw the video and also what a potential punishment or what the ramifications could be. Here was the NBA commission. Honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend that video. Now, we're in the process of investigating it, um, and we'll figure out exactly what happened to the best we can then. It's, again, it's the video's a bit grainy and all that, but I'm assuming the worst, you know, and, uh, but we'll, fi- we'll figure out, you know, exactly what happened there. The consequences there, an eight-game suspension was pretty serious and something that he, at least to me, seemed to take incredibly seriously in that time, and we spoke for a long time about not just the consequences that could have on his career, but the safety issues around it. Um, could have injured, maimed, killed himself, someone else with an act like that. And also the acknowledgement that, as you said, he's a star. I mean, he has an incredibly huge following. Yeah. And that my concern, and I thought he shared with me, that millions, if not tens of millions of kids globally would see him as having done something that was celebrating in a way, you know, that, that act. I mean, if you're celebrating being a thug is what he wanted to say. Like, let's just be clear what he was trying to dance around because culturally speaking, he doesn't want to get canceled by cancel culture. But the whole word thug that's synonymous with anytime somebody of color does something incorrect, he didn't want he he wanted to dance around it. But be clear, John Morant is doing things with a firearm that portrays him in the light of being a thug. Period. 
And if you want to be offended by a black man saying another black man is doing acts that portray them in the light and in the way of being a thug, be my guest. I have absolutely zero issue with it. If you got a problem with me because I'm saying it, be my guest. Have a problem with me because you know what? Chances are you're probably a thug too. Or you harbor one. You raised one. You own one. Whatever it may be, you got one on your hands if you got a problem with what I'm saying. Because if you're okay with what John Moran is doing and and, and damaging his career the way that he's doing it, unnecessarily unneeded, unwarranted, for no reason whatsoever, that's what Silver wanted to say. If we're being real about it, if we're going to keep it 100% a buck from the hip, that's the problem here. He makes himself look like a thug. He makes your league look like you're condoning having thugs in your league. Period. That's what he wanted to say without getting canceled. So he couldn't say it the way he wanted to say it. But I'll say here on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, that's what he meant. That's what he wanted to say. And he would not have been incorrect in saying so. Adam Silver's got to lay the hammer down. Yeah, I, I was going to take a, a little different approach to this in talking about it in the sense that uh, of all the commissioners, Adam Silver tries to be the good guy. He tries to be friends with everyone. He tries to be likable. Where's that gotten in the NBA? In all seriousness, like if I was an NBA owner, I would be so incredibly hard on Adam Silver to be like Roger Goodell. And, and the interesting thing about Roger Goodell is he's very polarizing. Most people don't like him, or maybe there's some hatred towards him, if you want to use that word. But the truth of the matter is, the NFL is by far and away the most healthy and best professional sport in America, maybe even the world. And in large part, you can look at the success and the way it's pulled away from other professional sports and attribute it to when Roger Goodell took over as commissioner. He's stern with how he's handled matters like this under player conduct policy, which was always within the collective bargaining agreement, mind you. The commissioner's powers to do what he has done, what Roger Goodell has done to discipline players. It was always in there. It was never enforced the way Roger Goodell has. And maybe even he's led up to some degree over the years as they've encountered different obstacles. But he has put the NFL in this position because he's taken on the villain role where he's okay being booed by the masses when he walks out during the draft or booed when he walks into a stadium or where merch is made about him, you know, with a clown nose, whatever the case. He's okay with that. You want to know why? Because he's being paid a ridiculous amount of money to run the best professional sports league in America. And he's okay with being the villain. He's okay with being the bad guy. He's okay with doing the work that has to be done in order to make sure every single owner's happy. If there's any issue with a player and their conduct, it's going to be, it's going to be addressed. It's going to be handled. It may not always be perfect because every scenario or situation is unique. And there's legal matters that play a role too. As, along with the, the judicial system that plays a role. But you couldn't find, in my opinion, two further commissioners in the manner in which they handle themselves. Where Adam Silver just wants to be liked by everyone, which just wants to get along. And Roger Goodell could give two craps. He could care less. 
because he knows their stars coming up every single year in the league, which you could make the case. Yeah, NBA stars tend to last a little bit longer and they've got more sway, but in part because there hasn't been that line drawn. There hasn't. And this is an, this is a, an area specifically that Adam Silver should put his foot down and be cognizant of everything else like LaVar's talking about that's going on in our country, in our society, and start trying to become a bad guy. And whether that fits him or not, so be it. But if I was if, – if, I don't know even who the strongest owners are in the NBA, but I'd be calling him right now and being like, you got to do something about this. Like before a tragedy happens with John ja Morant or a, another athlete – because that's the other thing what happens when you allow John Morant to continue this pattern. It only opens up then the possibility of other players to follow suit, knowing that these are the repercussions they're going to face. Adam Silver is going to potentially set a precedent one way or another. Whether he punishes John Morant and the length of which he does it, or if he doesn't and he lets them off soft. You're going to find other players that eventually find themselves in this situation and they're going to say, well, I know I can get away with it because we've got a soft commissioner. He's not going to punish me the way it was if it was a different professional sport. Mm. I mean, that, that's, that's the other thing that needs to be factored in here is at some point Adam Silver has to put his foot down and he can't be everyone's friend. He's got to be the commissioner of the NBA. What's your best guess? What do you guys think he gets popped for? I think no less than 50 games. I just I, I just think as serious as this is now, it was it was shocking the first time and and you take it for what it's worth at face value. The kid made a mistake. He's he's still maturing, you know, he might still be entertaining the whole, you know, the his crew type of crew love type deal, like all right, he made a mistake. But after knowing the severity, which that's that is certainly silver, and the NBA's uh, that should have been their main priority is to make sure that this is is seriously handled, and they understand the magnitude of what he did. And others, as Q mentioned, others in the league should understand the seriousness seriousness and nature of what he's done. And and you give him you give him the suspension that you gave him for him to come back and do it again and just casually be on social media. And and this time, first time you was holding your strap, you're holding the gun, but you weren't holding it with your finger on the trigger. He had his he, he was holding the gun this time on camera. This time, if, if you catch it on the live this time, he's holding it this time. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it handled this time. Yeah. Yeah, you holding it like that. If you don't suspend him for a year, and 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 make it an example of saying this is you should really have zero tolerance for that type of behavior. You really should. You should have zero tolerance. So if you don't suspend him for a year for the season, based off of the severity and nature of what he did for the second time, because now he knows then you have failed to let him know or help him understand the severity and nature of what he did as an infraction the first time. And that is now a, a that is a, a criticism. That is something that is going to fall at the feet of the commissioner and of the league. And if that's what you want, then you don't suspend him for a year. 
If you want to if you want to invite that scrutiny and that criticism in on what it is you have going on and how you run your operation, then then you take it light on them. But to me, it's got to be no less than a year. Yeah. And and understanding that if you ever do something of this nature again, now out moving forward, you out of the league. Yeah, you're gone. This is worse. This is way worse than than failing a drug test. It's worse. You're basically you're condoning violence. You're a star of a league, and you're condoning death. Like, hello, guns equal death. Death. The way you're doing it, the way you're glorifying holding that strap, you're glorifying violence. Hello. Well, I think uh, Gilbert Arenas got suspended for a year when he brought guns to the locker room in Washington. Were you in Washington when I that was happened? There. Yeah. I was there. So I think he got suspended for a year. So there has been a precedent set. <laughs> and go figure. And that was The David dude Stern. he was beefing with with them guns, Creedon, Creedon, or whatever his name, Crittenton. Yeah. yeah. What ended up happening with him? He went away, right? Oh, he went away. Yeah. Pay attention. If you're showing that that's the type of character you have... If you're showing that's the type of person you are, look at the correlation. What about the other one, the dude that played for the Nets that that had the history of dealing with guns and messing with guns? Ended up, didn't he shoot his dog and then and then ended up doing something else and then jacked up his his, his, his car driver or something oh, like Jason that. Jason Williams. Jason Williams. Yeah. Come on, man. And then it's always, it's always, oh, that's too extreme. That's too extreme. The Crittenton. Look up Crittenton. Tell me what happened with Crittenton. It had to, it was something. For what? For what? Y'all want to talk about, I'm, I'm overreacting. Okay. What did he do? Okay. There we go. There we go. I happened to study a little sociology and minored in a little psychology while I was in school, just so we're clear on the fact that I do break down psychoanalytical and, 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 and mental emotional makeups of how people handle things and what they do. And, and if you're jacking up animals and stuff like that, you could be a serial killer and all these different things that go into the mental makeup of why people do the things that they do. And the one thing that you always learn when you're studying things about about how people are emotionally and, and mentally, how they're wired. You don't think they're crazy until they show you they're crazy. You don't think they're a killer until they show you they're a killer. You don't even know if you're walking around somebody who who does some of the most heinous acts or does some of the most violent acts and different things like that. You don't know until you see it happen. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, this is too light or you're you're taking this way too seriously or you're going way down uh, a lane that you shouldn't go down. No, I'm not. Because these are the very people. They showed you who they were. They showed you who they were and you didn't pay attention to it. You didn't make a decision based off of the person that they showed you who they were. And the saying goes and it'll always remain true. If a person shows you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is bottom line be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific hey i'm doug gottlieb the podcast is called all ball we usually talk all basketball all the time but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way we talk to coaches we talk to players we tell you stories You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. 
Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right now, we welcome in the old P on Twitter. He is Petros Papadakis. He is the co-host of the Petros and Money Show on the Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports. Also a Fox College football analyst as well. Good morning, P. Condolences in advance. For what? Well, the Lakers lost. Yeah, the Lake Show. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry, Petros. Sorry, man. You know, you don't see a lot of headlines when a team loses a game that Lakers lose, but they feel good. About the second half. It's like, what? would you write that if Denver lost? Yeah. Probably not. You know, Petros, Jonas said that to start the show. Yep. He really was clinging to that narrative, and that's where I had to push back a little bit because I'm like, you got your ass kicked basically for the first half into the third quarter, and it was the fourth quarter where you dominated. But, I mean, what does that mean when you lose in the Adjustments, end? Brady. You just don't that's understand. Right. That's right. Right. There's Everybody becomes uh, – Naismith this time of year 
We've ignored the NBA, and now we're like, well, if they move Hachimura over to <laughs> Jokic. There you go. They found something go. and all that. Uh, <laughs> and that could very well be true. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not Hubie Brown. But uh, I think it'll be an exciting series. And who knows? I think the Lakers can win it. Or the Nuggets. <laughs> okay. Because one or the other is going to win. Hmm. But the reaction to every moment on social media and then the headlines about these series is is pretty interesting. And I don't remember it being like this when I was young and like the Lakers and Celtics would be going back and forth with Robert Parrish and Kareem. You know what I mean? I don't know if everybody on social media would have been like, they made a bunch of lucky shots tonight. We're going to win tomorrow. You know, it's like, okay, uh, good luck to everybody involved. Uh, but yes, uh, the headlines are interesting because the Lakers are the Lakers and they're a brand that helps the NBA and they're doing great. And LeBron is LeBron and he's a brand that helps the NBA. Well, at least he used to be. And, the headlines surrounding him get a lot of clicks, just like it used to with Kobe. So I understand the league's need to gussy up a loss or to over-celebrate a win, and maybe the Lakers will make it to the NBA Finals, and we'll have another three weeks of inundation and saturation. I mean, while we're still in NBA, let me just get this one out of the way. I'm curious as to what your take is on Ja Morant. Uh popping up with 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 a firearm once well i understand you know uh i have urges too Mm. and one of them is when i'm on some kind of social media live or something i want to wave a gun around i understand i don't uh, it's a it's a desire inside that you just you gotta (laughs) wave a gun around Mm. uh if somebody's taking (laughs) a live video it's just a certain kind of feeling cloud chasing yeah, it's like when you get home from a long day and you 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 itch you itch until you have that drink, you know, or that beer or whatever you reach for, or, you know, it's or that same, gun, or that gun on oh. social media. Oh. It's not enough to have your gun and to wave it around. People have to see it waved around, mm. and that you know, I it is a Jamaican thing, from mm. what I understand, because I consume so much Jamaican media. That everybody loves waving guns around in videos, mm. <laughs> in every Jamaican video I've ever seen. Uh, but uh, and there is something to it. It must feel great, you know. I'm not a gun guy. Uh, I, I'm not uh, against everybody's guns either. I don't really know. Uh, they've always uh, frightened me. I think, but uh, but uh, waving a gun around on camera must feel it must be an irresistible feeling mm. you know irresistible it has to be i mean for you to I, get how could he not two times yeah i mean he just it is an amazing thing that he that that he cannot control himself from doing that or the thought process that would go through his mind to do it like again. i'm going to remove my gun from wherever it is i have it and I'm going to show it. Yeah, I want everybody to see this. Uh, Very interesting. Petrus, how many Jamaican videos where they're flashing hand cannons do you watch a week, would you say? Well, whatever comes out. So, like, (laughs) like, you know, if there's a new Tommy Lee Sparta song, (laughs) I'm going to check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, if Intense has it. Oh, there's a new uh, Jamaican artist called 
hype bastard. Oh, wow. (laughs) And he's got a song about uh, something very popular in Jamaica, which is terrible, which are uh, lottery schemes Hmm. where, you know, they call old people in the United States and take advantage of them and take their money. Yeah. Yeah. Do they emails as well? I feel like there's there's all like an email scheme. Yeah. Those go through India. (laughs) The Jamaicans will call you and be like, Hello. <laughs> I am from the bank of the city bank. <laughs> okay, city bank. what happened now, sir? <laughs> you have lost all your money and you must go. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That's Jamaican? <laughs> no. God damn. <laughs> Jamaican's <laughs> like, two other things are going out the street. There you go. Wow. That was impressive. There you go. Petra, yeah. you're on Do it, Do you man. know what I, I mean have... when I say I'm on Fiesta School? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I have no idea what you're saying either. Yeah. yeah neither do they. <laughs> hey, Petra. <laughs> Just because the language is constantly changing. You know, like the Jamaican patois I learned in yeah. the 80s from a nanny is uh, is different, you know, than, than it is now. You know, just like... Because it's all slang terms. Right, it, it is, yeah. but but at the same time, it is a language. It you is know, a language. Some words, patois is a language. Yeah, and some words it's are... It's broken English, really. Uh, uh, yes, it is, but some words are, are... You know, like, what do you call a guy that walks around in Jamaica? I mean, a walk foot man, a walk foot man. Like, what? <laughs> like you know, you just put those three things together. Anyway, hey Petros, can I ask a request? I love the language. Mm-hmm. Simple request. We're not asking you to do Don Martin or uh, Mike Bone or any of these other guys. Simple request. Can you break down and describe a fullback dive play in Jamaican? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you give him you give him the ball and dead it go in in to, in to the wall, the good wall made made by the by the man them. The man them in a, in a, in a, the plastic outfit. They might look through the fierce mask. <laughs> and then my guan saw in the hole. <laughs> that is and you crazy. must protect the ball with the arm. <clears throat> Both arm. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. no one arm runner. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that oh. was well done, Petros. Oh man, I, I there's like what I just I, I don't want to hear anything else from you now. This is amazing. I'm sorry. This is amazing. This is like one of the, uh, your uh, look, greatest I, talents. I'm, stop making me culturally appropriate people. Oh, no, man. I love look. I love Jamaican culture. I collect uh, the music for years and years, and read the newspaper and all that. So hmm. how, how living on the and being like growing up, being raised on the West Coast, how did you become so infatuated with with Jamaican culture. Well, I follow an Instagram feed called White Rasta Pasta. It's all <laughs> it's all white guys with dreadlocks talking like that, you know. Steal yeah, from Babylon. Yeah, yeah, Babylon. No, no uh, it, um, we had my parents ran a restaurant at night when I was, you know, around uh, your kid's age, my kid's age, uh, and uh, and we had a Jamaican nanny for years, mm. uh, and. We would listen to, you know, not Bob Marley legend. We listened to real Jamaican music. A lot of it I figured out when I got older was uh, recorded or uh, done in Britain. Uh, but uh, we listened to a lot of that, and she taught us Jamaican culture. 
And so, but you know, when she uh, left, uh, I remained interested in it. And when we got old enough, my I had an older brother, so we would go to concerts, and uh, you know, we were just we we were into it. It's a rough place, you know. It's if you read books about Jamaica, you understand what they mean when they talk about political violence, like what that is. You know, it's not a bunch of people protesting with with giant uh, gauges in their ears. It's it's much different than that. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I've always found the place interesting. Hmm. I have a giant Jamaican island uh, poster in my room. Hmm. <laughs> nice. What's the name of this Instagram account? Rasta white, pa- white Rasta Pasta. <laughs> You've never seen White Rasta Pasta? No, I'm not. It's all like white hippie people with dreadlocks. So. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at it now. I'm a bald head, though, you know. Or a sum or crazy a sum, ball head. Yes, I, and a sum comb. Hmm. You'd also maybe call me, which means sometimes I comb my hair, hmm. which means I'm not a. Uh, a lot of people have misconceptions about Jamaica that it is like a, a an island of a bunch of uh, dreadlocked weed smokers around a gigantic bonfire, and the truth is like maybe five percent of the population is Rastafarian, which is you know like a Hari Krishna. Sort of like somebody who is very adherent to the Old Testament and all kinds of stuff like that and wears certain clothes and lives in a certain kind of commune or whatever. And that is a misconception. It's fantastic. That I was thought well he was done. still going. I was I was waiting yeah. for more. Uh, no, I I'll mean, tell you about the JLP and the PNP, the Jamaican Lake. I thought you was going to get into the Nazarites and all of, all of well, that uh, stuff, the stuff was going on. The 12 on, tribes you know? of Israel. Come on, I thought uh, you was going to go deep. But, you know, when Jamaica went uh, to Jamaica, when England uh, gave them their independence, uh, you had a huge struggle that remains today between these two political parties, mm-hmm. one of which was controlled by the U.S. or the CIA, the other with a lot of influence from communist governments, including neighboring Cuba, especially back in those days. And what they would do is supply young people, like 12-year-old boys. With guns. Yeah, with M16s and stuff, mm-hmm. and just uh, and wear a certain color T-shirt, orange or green, and attack the the other uh, the opposition supporting neighborhoods mm-hmm. and get after each other. And when you listen to a lot of the lyrics of like reggae songs that white people will just be singing, you know, like <laughs> you know, uh, uh, a lot of it is about that. I couldn't believe the other day I was uh, I was at that concert that I, I I host the stream for in Redondo Beach called Beach Life. And Sublime was up there. Mm, I like and, Sublime. Uh, and they sang, you know, because the wicked carry us away, captivity require from us a song. And it's like, wh- are you guys really singing about, you guys five white guys from Long Beach singing about the slave ship? <laughs> I mean, that's like, Are you really like. doing that? Is well, that happening? That's what it well, sounded hey, like hey, right Petrus, there. Petrus, if not yeah. them, who, you know? Yeah, yeah. how can we sing I think King Alpha a long song? Line, Petrus waiting to do that. <laughs> Not yeah. in today's society. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do it. Carry us away. Carry us away. I was like, us? Yeah. And it's like all white people at the show looking like, it looked like a Bruce Springsteen concert. Oh, man. Um, uh, how can we sing King Alpha's song in a strange land? Seriously. That's interesting. Well, hey, listen. Uh, you you know what's funny? Twitter. At the end of that show, they had the Whalers play. 
Mm. which, you know, it's not the same band as it was, you know, in the 70s, but it's a great generational band. Is Junior still playing? uh, Is he still playing with them? No, no. Well, I'm sure he does on occasion. I mean, he's still with the Whalers that go out now. It's the family man, uh, that guy. It's the Uh, bass-drum combo that is the uh, kind of the, the... But anyway, just everybody's watching, like, backstage, like all these bands, all these weird... You know, indie bands and stuff came out to watch the Whalers, and they opened the show. So, you know, it's like noon on a Sunday, and everybody's like, wow. And I was like, yeah, after you guys watch white guy reggae bands all weekend, those are two black guys playing the drum and the bass. That's what it's supposed to sound like. Those are Jamaican dudes. And and it shook the sand in Redondo Beach. Hopefully we get some more uh, real reggae acts from Jamaica next year. Hmm. Well, uh, you can get him on Twitter at the old P. How about uh, that? If you have any uh, play requests for him to do in Jamaican, uh, maybe he'll uh, provide those with nah, you. That's on a one-time media. thing. All right. That was well done. Well <laughs> done on the spot. Uh, and then uh, Petros is the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which will have a special co-host this Friday I'm hearing rumblings of. Uh, yeah. The old P and I are You've graduated from the good whole college. Yeah. So I'm talking about. Uh, so you can uh, listen to the Petros and Money Show on AM570 LA Sports, Fox College Football Analyst. P, we appreciate it. Always fun. Let's do it again next week. I'm a graduate from the good old college. Yeah. Big up, big up, <laughs> sports knowledge. Yeah. Did, y'all know, did you understand what he said? Yeah. What did he say? He said, uh, keep listening to Two Pros and a Cup of oh, Joe okay, on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Is that go. what he said? That's exactly what he said. Jandon, two pros and a cup of jaw. (laughs) (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.